Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Good House, 1968. This is Brother White speaking. What I do is read and interpret from the Tanakh. It's the Hebrew Bible. Uh, if you'd like to call into the show, you can. The number is 888-689-4061 or 347-326-9003. Let me get my scriptures and I'll begin to read and interpret. Okay, we're at uh, Genesis chapter 38, and we left off yesterday with the fact that uh, Yosef had been sold to Potiphar, one of Pharaoh's officials, after he told his brothers about his dream, and they began to hate him all the more because he was his father's favorite and uh, because of his dream. Okay, let's go on to see what takes place. It goes to say, it was at this time that Judah went off from his brothers and settled near a man named Hera, who was an Adullamite. There Judah saw one of the daughters of a certain Kenanite, whose name was Shua, and he took her and slept with her. She conceived and had a son, whom he named Ur. She conceived again and had a son, and she called him Onan. Then she conceived yet again and had his son, whom she called Shelah. He was Kiziv when she gave birth to him. Judah took a wife for Ur, his firstborn, and her name was Tamar. But Ur, Judah's firstborn, was evil from good's perspective, so good killed him. <coughs> Judah said to Onan, Go and sleep with your brother's wife. Perform the duty of a husband's brother to her, and preserve your brother's line of descent. However, Onan knew that the child would not count as his, so whenever he had intercourse with his brother's wife, he spilled the semen on the ground, so as not to give his brother offspring. What he did was evil from Adonis' perspective, so he killed him too. Then Judah said to Tamar, his daughter-in-law, Stay a widow in your father's house until my son Shelah grows up. For he thought, I don't want him to die too like his brothers. So Tamar went and lived at the at home with her father. In due time, Shua's daughter, the wife of Judah, died. After Judah had been comforted, he went up to be with his sheep bearers in Timnah. He and his friend Hara, the Adulamite, Tamar was told, Your father-in-law has gone up to Timnah to shear his sheep. So she took off her widow's clothes, completely covered her face with her veil, and sat at the entrance to Enamim, which is on the way to Timnah. For she saw that Sheila had grown up, but she she still was not being given to him as his wife. When Judah saw her, he thought she was a prostitute because she had covered her face. So he went over to her where she was sitting and said, not realizing that she was his daughter-in-law, 
Come, let me sleep with you, she answered. What will you pay to sleep with me? He said, I will send you a kid from the flock of goats. She said, will you also give me something as a guarantee until you send it? He answered, what should I give you as a guarantee? She said, your seal with this cord and the staff you're carrying in your hand. So he gave them to her, then went and slept with her, and she conceived by him. She got up and went away, took off her veil, and put on her widow's clothes. Yudah sent the kid with his friend, the Adulamite, to receive the guaranteed items back from the woman. But he couldn't find her. He asked the people near where she had been. Where is the prostitute who was on the road at Inayim? But they answered, there hasn't been any prostitute here. So he returned to Yudah and said, I couldn't find her. Also the people people there said, there hasn't been any prostitute here. Yuda said, all right, let her keep the things so that we won't be publicly shamed. I sent the kid, but you didn't find her. About three months later, Yuda was told, Tama, your daughter-in-law, has been acting like a whore. Moreover, she is pregnant as a result of her prostitution. Yuda said, bring her out and let her be burned alive. When she was brought out, she sent this message to her father-in-law. I am pregnant by the man to whom these things belong. Determine, I beg you, whose these are, the signet, the cords, and the staff. Then you'd acknowledge owing them, he said. She is more righteous than I, because I didn't let her become the wife of my son, Sheila, and she and he never slept with her again. And he never slept with her again. When she went into labor, it became evident that she was going to have twins. As she was in labor, one of them put out his hand, and the midwife took his hand and tied a scarlet thread on it, saying, This one came out first. But then he withdrew his hand, and his brother came out. So she said, How did you manage to break out first? Therefore he was named Perez, breaking out. Then out came his brother with the scarlet thread on his hand, and he was given the name Zarak, scarlet. So from this, we can say that uh, with the killing of, if good senses that you're evil, he may just decide to dispose of you. So we don't want to be evil people like he disposed of uh, uh, of Judah's children. Yosha was brought down to Egypt, and Potiphar an officer of Pharaoh's and the captain of the guard, an Egyptian, bought him from Yishmalem, who had brought him there. Good was with Yosef, and he became wealthy while he was in the household of his master, the Egyptian. His master saw how good was how good good was with him, that good prospered everything he did. Yosef pleased him as he served him, and his master appointed him manager of his household. He entrusted all his possessions to Yosef. From the time he appointed him manager of his household and all his possessions, good blessed the Egyptian household for Yosef's sake. Good blessing was on all he owned, whether in the house or in the field. So he left all his possessions in Yosef's care. 
And because he had them, he paid no attention to his affairs, except for the food he ate. Now Yusha was well built and handsome as well. In time, the day came when the master's wife took a look at Yosef and said, Sleep with me. But he refused, saying to his master's wife, Look, because my master has me, my master has me, he doesn't know <clears throat> what's going on in this house. He has put all his possessions in my charge. In this house, I am his equal. He hasn't withheld anything from me except your, yourself, because you are his wife. How then could I do such a wicked thing as sin against God? But she kept pressing him day after day. Nevertheless, he didn't listen to her. He refused to sleep with her or even be with her. However, one day when he went into the house to do his work, and none of the men living in the house were there indoors, she grabbed him by his robe and said, Sleep with me. But he fled, leaving his robe in her hand, and got himself outside. When she saw that he had left his robe in her hand and had escaped, she called the men of her house and said to them, Look at this. My husband brought in a Hebrew to make fools of us. He came in and wanted to sleep with me, but I yelled out loudly. When he heard me yelling like that, he left his robe with me and ran out. She put the robe aside until his master came home. Then she said to him, This Hebrew slave you brought us came in to make a fool of me. But when I yelled out, he left his robe with me and fled outside. When his master heard what his wife said as she showed him, Here's what your slave did to me. He became furious. Yosef's master took him put him in prison in the place where the king's prisoners were kept. And there he was in the prison. But good was with Yosef, showing him grace and giving him favor in the sight of the prison warden. The prison warden made Yosef superior of all the prisoners in the prison, so that whatever they did there, he was in charge of it. The prison warden paid no attention to anything Yosef did, because good was with him, and whatever he did, good prospered. So we see here that <clears throat> that even uh as we prosper, they don't even pay attention to us because good is with us like Yusuf. For those who are being blessed by good and does the will of good and keeps trust in them, there's a blessing that's bestowed upon you when you work or whatever you do. And people are not concerned about your doings because good is with you. So as we see here, we want to continue to do good. Uh-huh. and righteousness in order to secure good blessings. All right, let me go into the vocabulary.
And our first word is Eloni. It's Elonite or descendant of Elonites. Aluf. It's a notable, neat cattle, captain, duke's friend, governor, guide. It means all of those. Alush, place in the desert. El-Jabad, God has bestowed. Allah, to turn, morally corrupt. Elkanan, gracious. Eliab, father. Eliel, God of his God. Eliathar, God of his consent. Elidad, God of his love. Eliadar, knowing. Aliyah, the stout. Fat-tailed of Oriental sheep. Aliyah. Famous prophet are the two others of Israel, Elijah, Eliah. Elihu, one of Job's friends. Elihoenai, towards Jehovah are my eyes. Elihoenai. Towards Jehovah are my eyes. El Yakbar, God will hide. God, uh, uh, oh, my fault. El Kufref, Kufref, God of Autumn. El vain or vanity. El Malek, God of the King. Elaine, these. El Yashaf, gatherer. Eliezer, god of help. Elienai, Elenia. Eliam, god of the people. Eliphaz, god of gold. Eliphal, god of judgment. Elifile, who? God of his distinction. Eli Falet, God of Deliverance. Eli Tisor, God of the Rock. Eli Tisharphan, God of Treasure. Eli Kal, God of Rejection. Eli Akim, God of Raising. Eli Shabar, Elishaba, Wife of Aaron. Elisha, Elisha, Son of Javan. Elishua, God of supplication. Eliashiv, God will restore. Elishama, God of hearing. Elisha, famous prophet, Elisha. Elishaphal, God of judgment. Elake, these, those. Alehalahi, Allah's woe. All right, those are my words for today. 
remember, you need to know these words in order to be able to understand the Hebrew Bible as well when I start to cover that in the Hebrew language. All right, so that is my lesson for today. And I'm going to be leaving you. I'm going to say a prayer for you. Good, I petition you that you strengthen the brothers and sisters up. I ask that you deliver them from the hard times that they have gone through in their tribulations. Uh, I pray that you provide sustenance for them and that you guide them on the right path, the narrow path that leads to everlasting life. I pray that you open their eyes and their heart and cause them to wake up. And I pray this in the name of your son, Yeshua, that you bless the people as well as myself and as well as the congregations who congregate here. I pray this in the name of Yeshua. Amen.